You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show, the SEC tournament in full swing. We'll run through each of the games from yesterday and uh, take a quick look at the games happening today. Also, we will go around the conference with some tidbits going on uh, recruiting-wise and other things on the gridiron. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure and subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Look, a full slate of games yesterday in the SEC tournament. Let's jump into recapping the action. 25 left in the opening 20. Stewart left in the lane, feeds it inside. Abdul for a monster right hand jab. Abdul comes away, letting out a roar after he attacked the rim viciously. Iverson Molinar scored eight of his 21 points in the final three minutes to erase a five point deficit. And the Mississippi State Bulldog shop, shocking a lot of folks, holding off Kentucky. 74 to 73 to advance. The Bulldogs made just three of 14 from three point range until Molinar drained back to back threes to retake the lead on Kentucky. Molinar is an 81% free throw shooter. He made both his free throws clutch with seven seconds remaining to take a one point lead. Davion Mintz brought the ball up court for Kentucky. Dante Allen had a wide open look from three. The shot bounced off the rim and Mississippi State holds on and advances to face top-seeded Alabama today. As a result of this one, Kentucky will not play in the NCAA tournament along with another blue blood in Duke. That is the first time since 1976 that both teams miss the tournament. The key thing in this one, State dominated Kentucky down low early on, outscoring them 36-12 in the paint and out-rebounding them in the first half. After the game, State coach Ben Holland discussed how he felt watching Kentucky miss that three in the final seconds. My heart is down here in my stomach still. I mean, my heart dropped because it was a good look. And that guy is coming out party this year was against us in Starkville. We had 23. And again today, we had real difficulty. He must have something to do with Mississippi State I'm unaware of because he, he has owned us both games this year. But I am so thankful to God and so happy for our team that he missed that shot and Abdul went up and was able to grab the rebound. Great win for our guys. I thought the first half we played tremendous basketball, really jammed it at him inside, got a lot of good looks around the basket. Uh, I thought our defense was spectacular in the first half. Second half, you knew they were going to make a run. Just like you said, Dari, they were going to make a run at us. And uh, Iverson Molinar down the stretch hits the two threes, and then he makes the big free throws with seven seconds to go. So proud of him. You know, he had two fouls, played limited minutes in the first half. So second half, he had a lot of zip left in him because he didn't play his normal 15, 16 minutes in the first half. And again, Coach Ben Howland being interviewed post game on the SEC Network. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't act like, you know, in normal times at Bridgestone Arena in Asheville wouldn't be packed with Kentucky fans. After the loss, John, John Calipari talked about how different this season was without those diehard Kentucky fans in attendance. It feels like his guys maybe missed out on that. I feel bad for them. They did not get to experience Kentucky. Now, you and I know if we got up five in a normal season, how many people would have been in this building? 17,000 out of 19 would have been Kentucky people. 
and then you finish off the game. What would have happened for Dante? Just the same thing that happened for Davey on the other night where he made all those shots. This place would have been going. They didn't get to experience it. They only experienced the other side. You lose here, you struggle at home. Come on, man, we lost, what, four or five home games or more? We don't lose at home. We haven't lost that in my entire time here. This experience for them, they've been cheated. But you know what? I'll say this. They could have taken better advantage of the opportunity that was here playing-wise. Um, and I wish I could have helped them more. I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have thought of different things. But I will say, you know, I walk away knowing that the staff and I, we worked and never stopped for these kids. And it was about them. We never took it personal. I'm not looking at it like my record. I don't care about that. I don't care what my record is forever. I don't care. This is about how do we help kids? How do we get them prepared for life, for basketball, for life after basketball? How do we get them prepared as a man, as a father, as a husband? How do we do this? What do we do together to do this? And and I think these kids were cheated in one way and weren't cheated in another way. Going through this is one of the great life lessons that they're going to have, that they survived it and they had their chance. If we win this, who knows what could have happened. You know what? They had the chance. And when you let stuff go, you learn to fight more. And again, John Calipari after the game. The other early game yesterday, Florida taking on Vanderbilt. Man has it out front for the left, eight to shoot. Man takes the ball to the top of the yard. Now pulls up for a 17-footer. Yes! Oh, my! A big jumper for Trey Mann. It's 66-63. Trey Mann, he scored 22 points, and Florida held off Vanderbilt 69-63 to advance and take on Tennessee today, playing for the second time this week, those two teams. Well, it was Vanderbilt's third loss to Florida this season, six straight in the series. Scotty Pippa Jr., he led the way for the doors with 23 points, made all 10 of his free throws, but Florida's Trey Mann, Noah Locke, and Tyree Appleby were just too much for Vandy to handle. Pippen pulled Vandy to within one point with under two minutes to go, but Trey Mann hit a shot with under a minute to play. Thomas missed a three for Vandy, and the Gators held on. Florida has been the SEC's best shooting team, but they made this game closer than it needed to be. The Gators went more than five minutes in the second half without a field goal. There was Coach Mike White after the game talking about his team's late defense. Definitely, uh, but they had a couple open ones there. We, we weren't it wasn't great, but it was better, Chris. I thought our guys uh, responded in our one-three-one. It gave us a little bit of life, a little bit of juice. Yes. So yeah, I, I thought down the stretch defensively we were better. Uh, Got to be uh, even more sharp uh, tomorrow and, and moving forward. And then of course, um, I thought our ball security and uh, converting at the foul line um, and the command of our point guards and Tyree and, and Trey were. Or positives as well. Scotty Pippen Jr. and uh, Dylan Deesu are both back for Vanderbilt next season. Coach Jerry Stackhouse should have a solid foundation to build around, but Vanderbilt's season comes to a close. For Florida, they will turn the page quickly and start prepping for Tennessee today. Coming up next, we're going to recap the other two games from last night. Next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, the SEC tournament is in full swing. We got another full slate of games today. Why would you not get in on the action? Do it right now. Go to betonline.ag. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. If you head there right now, you will uh, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps. Go to betonline.ag right now. You can do so on your mobile device, your tablet, your laptop, whatever you have. Get to them right now and sign up. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and you can be betting on all the action today in the SEC. Of course, we'll have the uh, quarterfinals tomorrow and then the uh, or semifinals and then the finals on uh, Sunday. Get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, it is the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID. An NCAA team also forced out of the tournament due to a positive test a year after the fact. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing to recap the action from yesterday around the SEC tournament. Let's jump into it. Brown has it, two on the clock. Last second, three, good! Xavier Pinson drills it at the buzzer to pull Mizzou within one. Too long, resulted in a turnover. Pinson understands the clock management, pulls up for three. And the only one to get the lid off the rim in this game, Xavier Pinson. Twelve big ones in the first that was just before half. It was an exciting half. It was an exciting game. It was an exciting finish. Drew Smith made two free throws with 15 seconds to go, and the Missouri Tigers held off Georgia 73-70 to to advance. Mizzou will take on Arkansas tonight. The Tigers led 62-50, to but nearly let that lead slip away. They missed their final six shots of the game, but they did make all nine free throws in the final five minutes. Xavier Pinson had 17 points. Jeremiah Tillman had 10. Georgia, on the other side, they lost their third straight game to finish off their season. Severe Wheeler, he had 14 points for the Dogs, but not enough. And I can't help but feel for Georgia fans, and they must be questioning Coach Tom Crean. After three his first three seasons in Athens, he is 41 and 48 overall, and he is just 14 and 40 in the conference. He has finished 13th, 13th, and now 10th in the SEC. And that is not what Bulldog fans were expecting. When you bring in a guy who had made multiple Sweet 16s at Indiana, made a Final Four at Marquette, not what Bulldogs fans want out of their basketball program. On the other side, Missouri, after the game, their coach, Quanzo Martin, just said, he felt like his team was lucky to hang on for the win. Here was Quanzo. You know, respectfully, uh, I think we just have to win the game. I think we are who we are at this point. I mean, simply put, we are who we are. We're we, we going to make a mistake here, turn it over, bad shot here, foul here, whatever it is. It's like, what, we, 24 games, and that's who, that's who we are. So we just got to find a way to win the game at this point. I mean, I, I, I love to give you six or seven different things. It was probably the same, man. You can look at my notes from two weeks ago, probably the same answer, but just find a way to win the game. And so they will attempt to find a way to win the game tonight against Arkansas, who is, as we know, absolutely red hot. 
Your fourth and final game yesterday, Ole Miss taking on South Carolina. Win games with their defense no matter what's happening on the offensive end. Joiner for three. That's what it sounded like in full disclosure as we're recording this podcast. Ole Miss and South Carolina are just about wrapping up with uh, under six minutes to go. Ole Miss in control, leading 62-48. Try to give you a final on that before we wrap up here. But uh, looking at the game, Ole Miss led by uh, Jarkel Joyner, who has 18 points for the Rebels. And Ramella White, he's got 13, 6 of 10 shooting from the field. Devontae Shuler, a little bit of a quiet night. Uh, not doing much early few minutes ago he had four points now he has nine points four of ten shooting one for three from three-point range he does have four assists but uh, South Carolina it's it's been AJ Lawson most of the year for him for them he's got 12 points but he is just three for 12 from the field and uh, looks like Ole Miss is going to be a little bit too much for South Carolina the Rebs shooting over 35 percent from three South Carolina just one for nine so far in this one and under the five-minute mark, Ole Miss up 64-48. to 48. So we'll try to bring you a uh, final on that one before we wrap up the uh, podcast tonight. But uh, coming up next, what we're going to do is we're going to run around the conference. we got tons of uh, football notes that we need to get to, and then we'll circle back and finish off the uh, basketball thoughts here. This is Locked On SEC. We have been telling you guys about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie Low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate covered on all of the bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness going on at BuiltBar.com. In today's matchup, we are into our first Sweet 16 matchup. It is going to be the winner of the Apple Almond Crisp Churro Puff taking on cookies and cream. Look, I tell you guys all the time, cookies and cream is my absolute favorite. So get in there right now. Get some votes in for my cookies and cream. I want to see them win. And remember, if you find something that you like at BuiltBar.com, before you hit that checkout button, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON20. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-2-0, and you will get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup at BuiltBar.com and who will become the best-tasting protein bar in the Built Bar Madness. Hey, this year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, this coming Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who is in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College Network of podcasts. I'll join them as well to give a perspective on the SEC, but follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special this Sunday, March 14th. All right, we've been talking a lot about uh, SEC men's basketball, obviously, with the SEC tournament going on, but there is some football stuff that we got to get into, so let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. We start at LSU, where defensive back Maurice Hampton, who was a top 100 prospect a couple years ago in both football and baseball, 
he has turned down, or at the time he turned down a $1.8 million contract when he decided to forego that and come play at LSU. He was looking to play both football and baseball. Now he is entering the NCAA transfer portal. He played two football seasons with the Tigers, won a national championship, played sparingly in baseball, but he will be on the move, and I'm sure a lot of teams will be interested in Maurice Hampton see where he ends up at. We'll see if it's at another SEC school. In another LSU football note, beat writer Brody Miller from The Athletic has a report that starting LSU linebacker Micah Baskerville is currently not with the team or enrolled in the school right now. Miller did note that Baskerville could possibly still return. Baskerville appeared in eight games last season for LSU, had the second most tackles among returning defenders. No word on why he is not currently enrolled in LSU, but uh, we'll continue to track that and see what the latest is on Micah Baskerville. Over at Georgia, they announced that ESPN reporter and Georgia alumni, alumnus, alumni, alumna, Georgia alum, Maria Taylor, will deliver the remarks at the uh, Georgia graduation service on May 13th at Sanford Stadium. Taylor is a 2009 graduate of Georgia with a degree in broadcast news. She joined ESPN as a college analyst and reporter in 2014. She was named a reporter for ESPN's College Game Day and eventually Saturday Night Football on ABC in 2017. She added NBA Countdown hosting duties in 2019. She previously served as the first female host of SEC Network's SEC Nation prior to her role on uh, or rather the uh, SEC's traveling college football show, SEC Nation. And prior to that, she helped launch the SEC Network as one of three studio hosts and worked as the SEC primetime Saturday Night College football reporter. I think we ran through the full resume of Maria Taylor, but shout out to her. She will be doing the uh, commencement address at Georgia coming up on May 13th at Sanford Stadium. Over at Florida, they landed a big commitment for their 2022 recruiting class with a pledge from Tony Livingston, out of Tampa, Florida. He is a two-sport athlete, the number 19-ranked offensive tackle in uh, the country, according to 24-7 Sports. He is the number 18 player in the state of Florida, and he made the announcement on social media after he received a reported 33 offers from schools. He is listed at 6'6", 250 pounds. He is the fourth and highest-rated commitment for the Gators class to date. One of the deciding factors, reportedly, could be the opportunity for him to play basketball he learned that the Gators were going to offer him a chance to play both basketball as a preferred walk-on as well as a scholarship player in football. So a name to keep an eye on Tony Livingston in the future, both on the Florida offensive line and on the Florida basketball court for Mike White. Former Kentucky DB Jamari Brown, who entered the transfer portal less than two weeks ago, he has announced his transfer destination a hamstring injury kept him out of the majority of games for Kentucky during the 2020 season, and now he has said on social media that he will play next season at Purdue. Jamari Brown started three games for the Wildcats in 2019, but the injury slowed him for much of 2020. Last year, he played against Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and NC State, and recorded a tackle in the bowl game against the uh, Wolfpack, but he'll be on the move going to play at Purdue. Well-known high school football coach Rush Probst has been placed on administrative leave by Valdosta City Schools only days after an audio recording surfaced with comments he allegedly made in a statement from 
uh, the Valdosta Daily Times, their superintendent, Dr. William Todd Kaysen, said, quote, I'm fully aware of the questions surrounding this VHS uh, football coach. It's a personnel matter that is currently under investigation. Therefore, I'm not at liberty to discuss details under or about the topic. Earlier this week on Monday, a video surfaced of a recording of an alleged conversation between former Valdosta Touchdown Club director Mike uh, Nelson and Rush Probst. During the conversation, a person believed to be Probst alleged the University of Georgia and Alabama both paid recruits anywhere from $90,000 to $100,000 to sign or stay with their respective institutions. Not a good look there, but... uh, Apparently, a lot of people are discrediting this and saying not uh, nothing to it. And we uh, got a decision from football recruit Caden Henley just hours after he was offered a scholarship to play for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Caden Henley announced he's all in on Arkansas. He's a Shiloh Christian standout from Springdale, Arkansas. He announced his commitment to Coach Sam Pittman just seven hours after announcing the Razorbacks had extended him an offer. He's six foot one, 225 pounds, plays both sides of the ball for Shiloh Christian, serving as both a tight end and a linebacker, but he projects as a defensive player at in Fayetteville. At this point in his recruitment, he is not rated by 27 sports, uh, but they do list him as a, one service list him as a, a three-star prospect and the number 13 overall recruit from Arkansas. So a kid to keep an eye on there for the future at Arkansas, Caden Henley. And that is around the conference. A lot of uh, football tidbits going on there. And just as we wrap up the podcast, minute 12 to go, Ole Miss in control, leading South Carolina 72-59. to So Ole Miss is going to advance. They will take on LSU tonight. And our official uh, – we are officially set with all our games going on today in the SEC for round two of the uh, – of the SEC tournament. So here it is coming up at 11 a.m. Central today, 12 Eastern on ESPN. It will be Mississippi State taking on Alabama. Uh, Then this afternoon, 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. It will be Florida taking on Tennessee. Again, those two two teams just played on Sunday. Now they'll play again. Uh, 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern on SEC Network. It'll be Missouri against Arkansas. And then uh, later on tonight, it'll be Ole Miss versus LSU, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern on the SEC Network. All those games being played at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. And uh, just a couple early lines I'm seeing from our friends at Bet Online. Alabama is around an eight and a half point favorite over Mississippi State. Tennessee is around a three point favorite over Florida. Arkansas, a three point favorite over Mizzou. And I don't have a line yet on LSU, uh, Ole Miss, but I'll bet LSU is probably going to be somewhere in a three to five point. Favorite range over Ole Miss. We'll uh, keep an eye on those games. We'll recap it all for you on uh, Monday as we uh, recap all the action from the SEC tournament. We'll have a winner. We'll also uh, have Selection Sunday news. We'll know what teams are in the tournament. So we'll recap all that for you Monday here on Locked on SEC. And for those of you who are interested, I'll be a part of the Locked on Live broadcast Sunday nights. Or Selection Sunday, I'll be uh, discussing some of the SEC teams jumping into the tournament Sunday night. So if you're interested, check that out at Locked On Live. Find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Just search Locked On Live. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have an awesome weekend. 
beautiful weather across the South this weekend. So I hope you guys get out and enjoy it and enjoy some awesome, awesome basketball. Full slate of games today. We will talk to you guys on Monday.